Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Hey, good morning, Faith Life Church, and we also welcome all the people watching us online uh, in Australia and overseas. We are privileged that you would tune in, and we're believing today that God is going to speak directly into your situation. Today, your faith is going to be exceedingly and abundantly released. Today, we're going to move into something so brand new. Today, your faith is going to pick you up. Your faith is going to strengthen you and your faith is going to receive the miracle that you are needing right now. I I believe I have a word. Today I'm believing and uh, we're praying. I've been praying. My team has been praying is that I am believing that during this message that long-term issues are going to be broken. I am believing for those things that have been with you, that you have lived with for years and years and years, are all going to be broken. I, am, I believe that there is an anointing on us today that we're going to break long-term sicknesses. We're going to break long-term habits, long-term frustration. We're going to, we're going to, I believe that the anointing of God today is going to break all those long-term irritations in people's relationships. Because God gave me a word for us today, and it comes out of Exodus 20, verse 22, out of the New King James Bible. It says this, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. It's really interesting with with this verse where I'm thinking about here we are in in quarantine, in COVID, and and we're all all living in in a house. You can't go out. And I believe the Bible says that God has set us free from the house of bondage. It's, It's an interesting term because a house has many rooms, A house you can make comfortable. A house you can decorate on the inside, but it's still a house. The Bible says you can be living right now in a beautiful house. Everything on the outside looks good, but if you are, it can be a house of bondage. And I'm believing today that as you hear me, your faith is going to be lifted up. Your, your energy is going to be lifted up. Your mind's going to be lifted up. You're going to be strengthened and you are going to receive your breakthrough. So today, from the beginning, I want to declare to you that your time of frustration is over. Your long-term isolation, your long-term bondage, your long-term sickness, your long-term financial act is broken today. Today is the day where it says in the, in the Exodus that God's going to deliver us, God's going to deliver you, God's going to deliver your business, your family out of the house of bondage. And what's really interesting is this, when we start talking about bondage, when you're not born into bondage, that you had a taste of freedom, when you are put into bondage, you have a sense of what you're missing out on. So if once you were free, and then you get put into bondage, the frustration is that you have tasted freedom, 
but now you can't. And that's an added frustration. That's level one. There's another level of bondage, is if you're born into bondage, you don't know any different. So to, to you, is if you have been in freedom, you've tasted a good relationship, you tasted health, you tasted the uh, provision of finance, and now you are restricted. Your frustration is, I once was free, but now I'm not. But then there's another level of bondage, and it's the level where you have been born into it, and to you it becomes normal. I, I remember a time when my youngest daughter brought one of her school friends um, over and um, she stayed for dinner. And uh, she came down for dinner and um, I'm, I'm looking at her and her eyes are wide open and um, she's just kind of overawed. And um, so, so she's coming up to get, she goes, oh, she goes, is this normal? She goes, is whose birthday it is? It's no one's birthday. He goes, so what's the special occasion? He goes, no special occasions. Because in our family, food is not, is not a place so you can fill your stomach up. It's not fuel so that you can run faster. In, in my culture, in my family, Fabiani culture, is that when we have a dinner, Oh, we, we, we do a beautiful spread. You know, uh, Pastor Silva is really amazing at decorating. So she always decorates the table. It, it just looks amazing. And uh, we love food. We're, uh, we're into food. And so this young lady is, wow. And, and then she tries the sauce. And she turns to Stephanie and goes, oh, what bottle does this come out of? And uh, you know, my Steph goes, no, 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 dad. No, hey, my, my dad makes it. Mum makes it. All of this is what we, happens to every day. And then she said this to us. He goes, well, because in my family, uh, my mum works at a, a pizza shop. So what happens for us is when she just comes home, she brings the pizza. We, we, you know, we have pizza, we watch television, and that's what we're used to. See, for her, it was the exposure. To her, it was normal. You eat pizza in front of the television, you scoff it down, it's over. And all of a sudden, she's realized she's into a family that food is enjoyed, there's conversation going on, there's laughter going on, and it's not over in five minutes, it's over in an hour. And so what happens is she thought that it was normal. And so sometimes what happens within us is that we get, if the, we are lived in bondage so long that we have accepted as it is un changeable, that we've accepted that it's not going to get any better. You know, it's like this, doing the best with what we have been given, doing the best with this attitude, doing the best with this relationship, doing the best with this financial system. And the, but the Word of God is absolutely phenomenal because God has given us a faith. God has given us the courage to be broken out of bondage. God's will for your life is to live without restrictions, is to live without limitation. It is you are not designed by God to live in a house of bondage. Might look good, might smell good, but if it's you are confined, you have a bondage. And today God is going to bring it out. I want you to show you some, some amazing things today. And I believe it is going to bless you. In uh, the book of Isaiah is an amazing book. 
and Isaiah the prophet prophesied, wrote down a divine way to get out of bondage. So what you see through Scripture, the Bible says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways higher than your ways. So what God has done, He has given us a divine pattern that if we were to line ourselves up with this divine pattern, we would see a breakthrough from long-term habits, long-term sicknesses. Whatever you put in front of the long-term, God wants to break it out of you. If you look at Isaiah 26 verse 3, and we're going to read it out of um, the Passion Translation, it says this, Perfect, absolute peace surrounds or watches over those whose imaginations are consumed with you, they are confidently trusting you. Perfect, absolute peace surrounds or watches over those whose imaginations are consumed with you, they confidently trust you. So the Word of God says, when you start to see this pattern, we're going to see how a woman in the New Testament got into this scripture and saw a miracle that she had a long-term house bondage rule that she broke out of for over 12 years. So let me just love this scripture. Perfect, absolute peace surrounds or watches over those whose imaginations are consumed with you. They confidently trust you. So there is an peace is going to watch over you. Peace is going to protect you. And then he says this, whose imaginations are consumed. Other words, uh, other translations say that it's a steadfast mind. Uh, Divers Briggs Hebrew lexicon of the Hebrew word says this. The word there is yester, meaning imagination, that forms and frames up. Imagination frames one reality. Let me read it to you again. Imagination that forms and frames up. Imagination frames one's reality. And the Bible says this, is that your imagination forms or gives you a frame of reference of your reality. So the Bible puts it, puts it like this way, is that you're going to have confidence if you do this. You're going to have to use your God-given imagination. Or you will see, as we're going to explain, imagination and meditation are brother and sister. They, they walk together as one. And also, you are going to be protected. So we find this in Isaiah. And the, and, the one, and, and the one I want to share with you, the excitement part I want to share with you, is in Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. We all know it as the woman with the issue of blood. I need you to do something extremely amazing today, something completely radical. Let's look at this story as if you've never heard it before. There are times when we miss out of re- on revelation. We miss out on our miracle is because we go, oh, oh, when we issue blood, I know it, I know it. If you want your breakthrough today, I need you to do this. And I believe the Holy Spirit is here. Let's have a look at this 
absolutely in a brand new light. Now, so the Bible says in verse 25, and we're going to be using uh, the Passion Translation, it says this, Now in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. I want you to notice, first thing to do is underline this, is that she suffered horribly, but it was a prolonged suffering. So for 12 years, she suffered physically, emotionally, financially, and relationshiply. So she, because of the system that they were under, a woman that had a constant flow of blood was not allowed in public. So being not allowed in public, she cannot enter any meetings, she cannot go to the synagogue. She cannot go and hear Jesus preach. She was quarantined in her house. So you've got to picture this, is that all of a sudden, access to what everybody else had, she didn't have. So she had every right to feel a victim. She had every right to feel I'm being disadvantaged with. I am being discriminated against. I, and she had a reason to stay in bondage. She had everything was against her. And then he says this in verse 26. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors. Yet in spite of spending all that she had, on their, spending all that she had on the treatment. She wasn't, wasn't getting any better. She was getting worse instead of better. So what you have is this, is that for 12 years, she spent, she saw every known physician that she knew to get help from. She spent all her money. So what we have here is that for 12 years, she has had continual disappointment. Right now, as I am preaching, as I am sharing, disappointments are coming to you. I've done this. I've tried this. I've tried this. Some of you are even saying this as I'm preaching right now. Oh, yeah, I've heard this before. I tried it. It doesn't work. See, for 12 consecutive years, it doesn't say that she had a break. It doesn't say that she went on a holiday from this. For 12 consecutive years, she was in isolation and she had one disappointment after another, after another, after another, after another. Can you imagine with me 12 years of constant disappointment? We are talking, the doctor comes, I pay him, he gives me treatment, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If she comes to the point where she has exhausted all of her finances so she can no longer get help. All of a sudden now, her quarantine, her bondage, her house of bondage is getting more and more fortified. So here we are, she has had constant Absolutely, day by day, month by month, year by year, disappointments. But what I love about this is this, is I want you to write this down next to this scripture. And he says this, 
God-given faith is not intimidated when things get worse. Your God-given faith is not intimidated. It doesn't cower to when things get worse. So the, the faith that our Father has given you isn't intimidated by the longevity of your problem. It's not going, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, it's going to get worse. See, your faith doesn't know intimidation because it comes from God. Now watch verse 27 with me. And when she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind, from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. Now watch this. The key, what you hear will become your reality and your experience. Write it down. What you hear will become your reality and your experience. When she heard about Jesus. Now watch this. When she heard, was this was the beginning of her miracle. You, you, you got to let now, we're now getting into the ways of God. And you'll see this, uh, how it brings it out right at the end. But when she heard about Jesus, that was her first step into her miracle. So what we so it's it's so important to what we hear. Now watch something here. Let's just kind of build some momentum in your life here. What started the miracle wasn't that she was in a meeting with Jesus. It wasn't that she had an audience on one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. She had heard. So what is important? Your first step is based upon the Word. It all starts with the Word of God. It all starts with the Word of God. Write this down. Whatever you're putting it down on this. My miracle starts with the Word, not the problem. My miracle doesn't start with my influence. My miracle doesn't start with who I know. My miracle starts with the Word of God. Here she is with all of the multiple problems she is facing, the multiple failures she has had, the multiple disappointments, but something is lifted. Her faith is lifted by the hearing of God's Word. Now watch something here. God expects you to believe Him when He speaks to you through the Word. God expects you to believe him when he speaks to you through the word. So when God, there's a, God has an expectation on you. See, God has an expectation. See, God expects that when you hear the word, you'll receive the word. The Apostle Paul had an amazing, amazing scripture that he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, in the Amplified Classic Version says this, and we also especially thank God continually for this, that when you received the message of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of man, man, but as truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe. 
exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to and trust in and rely on it. Here's Paul, and he's going to this. Hey, listen to this. Is that when you, he's admonishing him, and he says, When you heard the word, you didn't say, Oh, look, Ted said it, or oh, AJ said it, Regina said it, Pastor Sulay, Victor, any of us, right? They just said, When they heard the word, they didn't look at the vessel that he was coming out of, but what they looked at at the word. And the Bible says this is that when they accepted the, God's word from Paul, it was as if God was speaking to them. So there is an expectation that God wants you to believe him. So God doesn't just say words without an expectation. See, God has an expectation on you. And the expectation is on you is that you're going to believe in him, that you are going to move in him. Hey, listen to Psalm 119 verses 89 to 90. Is this, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in the heavens. Stands firm as the heavens. Your faithfulness is from generation to generation. You have established the earth and it stands fast. Underline the, this part from generation to generation. So watch this very carefully. So, what God says to one generation flows on to the next generation. So, the word of God is settled. So, when God's word is released, it goes from generation to generation to generation. See, when God spoke a word to me, it went to Jesse. It's going up to Tammy now. And it's moving on. It's going on to my grandkids. So God's word is everlasting. It is established in the heavens and it stands fast. So God expects you to release your faith and believe the word of God. God is expecting, as you're hearing me preach, that God is, it's not Ted Fabianic speaking to you, but it's God speaking to you. And Paul admonished them and he says, you, you had a breakthrough because you, was, you took seriously what we said and you took it as the word of God. Number, so what we do is, number one, it all starts with the word. God expects you to believe him when he speaks to you. Second thing about the word is this, don't contaminate the word. Don't contaminate the word your the bible says in john 17 17 it says your word is truth so make them holy by your truth truth gives you holiness truth makes you whole the quickest way to explain holiness is God takes something broken and makes it whole. And the word of God says when the word of God is uncontaminated it makes you whole God is a spirit, a spirit being. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth's reality. John 4, 24. So God is saying this, is that when God speaks, don't contaminate the word through some interpretation that isn't born out of the spirit of God. Something that's contaminated is something that has been added to. See, the way you contaminate something is you either take away from it or you put something in it and you contaminate it. I want you to... So tradition, 
that is born out of the spirit of truth removes the power from the word of God to you. Listen to this. Tradition that is not born out of the spirit and truth removes power from the word from you. So traditions of men, that a tradition is something that is not born out of the spirit of God, is not in line with God, and once you buy into it, it removes the power of the word. A lot of people tell me, Ted, oh, the word, you know, I, I prayed and uh, there's no power in prayer. There's no power in laying on of hands. There's no power in giving. The word, when contaminated, when, it's, when there's a human element that wasn't born out of the Spirit of God comes into it, it takes the power. Now, listen to this. This is um, John, sorry, Mark 7, 13. Do you really think God will honor your traditions passed down to others? Making up rules that nullify God's word. Are you doing many other, are you, and you are doing many other similar things? The Bible says this. Do you really think God will honor your traditions passed down to others, making up rules that nullify God's word. Different translations go, they either use the word nullify or, the, or, or they use the word to make void or invalid. Now listen to the, the definitions that a contaminated word does in you and to your faith. Watch this. To nullify means to make of no use or value is to cancel out. Nullify, make of no use or value, cancel out. Make void, definition, is to empty, vacate, vacate not, not occupied with any visual matter as void of space or place. The third one is that the Bible uses is the word invalid. To remove from active duty by reason of sickness or disability. To make the word invalid is to remove from active duty by the reason of sickness or disability. So anything that isn't born out of the Spirit of God, that is mixed in to the Word, contaminates the Word, and it makes it void. It, it, make, it removes to remove from active duty by the reason of sickness or disability. So the traditions of men are traditions that have been added to which were not born through the Spirit of God and by the Holy Spirit. See, contaminated thinking will keep you out of the realm of faith God has provided for you. Listen to this again. Contaminated thinking will keep you out of the realm of faith of God that God has provided for you. Contaminated thinking will keep you out of the realm of faith God has provided for you. Listen to this. This is Luke 11.52. This is Jesus now speaking. Woe to you, lawyers, because you have taken away the key of knowledge, spiritual truth. 
You yourselves did not enter, and you held back those who were entering by your flawed, listen to this, let this sink into your spirit, by your flawed interpretation of God's word and your man-made tradition. By your flawed interpretation of God's word and your man-made date. Watch this man-made transition. This is what was happening. It is this contamination, it is this spirit of contamination that blocks your entrance point into the supernatural. It's blocking your healing. It's blocking your provision. It's blocking your vision. It's blocking your hearing. It's blocking your dreams. It's blocking your inspirations. So this spirit of tradition, once added to the Word of God, doesn't let you into your breakthrough. So it actually stands in the way. So there are times where you're feeling, I I can't get my breakthrough. I I feel there's something there. What Jesus was saying is that these men, that were the lawyers, the interpreters of God's word, were adding traditions, things that were not born out of the spirit, mixing them up with the word, and what that did, it blocked the entrance point into you. So here it is this. If tradition can block your entrance, then truth can open it. The truth can wash it away. Listen to this. In Exodus 23 verse 1 says this, You shall not repeat or raise a false report. You shall not join in with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. God gives a warning. It's a, it's a heavy warning. And he goes, do not make a comment on God's word with your own thinking. God, God is saying, don't bear false witness. Let me show you a false witness. Oh, yeah, you know what? I, I went to church and they were talking about giving and, and, and I gave and, and nothing happened. I, it doesn't work. I've heard people say, oh, yeah, come on, Ted. You've you, you got to be joking. You mean to tell me that when somebody prays for you and he prays the prayer of faith and it's going to take away my disease? Well, I, I, I had it prayed for me. I, I remember one time when this guy came up to me and goes, give, it, give, it, give me your best shot. Give me your best shot. Everybody has tried to pray for me, but it hasn't worked. The Bible says it's those people that go around and make a doctrine. God only heals sometimes. You never know what God's going to be. You know, you never know if God will answer prayer. You know, you, you look at some things and people are going, oh, you never know that God answers prayer. Does God still answer prayer? It, you will need to remove all of these thinking. So what we do, everything starts with clear, crystally clear listening to revelation. So what we want to do now, let, let's go back. Let's go back to see how this works. Look, look at this. So, verse 27 again. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind and touched him pressure. What you hear 
You will become, will become your reality and your experience. Everything starts with the Word of God. Now, after she hears, now what's the next step? Well, she hears, and verse 28 now says, For she kept saying to herself, If I could only touch even his clothes, I know I will be healed. I want you to see the gravity that the Word of God and the impact it's had upon her imagination and her speech. Now, sometimes what happens is this. Let me just give you... This, this will help you. There are times that we totally negate our faith with our mouth. So we go, yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe. You know, oh, yeah, 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 this is God's word for me. And then we go, I don't think it's going to happen. See, your faith is on the inside and it has to be projected through your mouth. And so what happens is you can have faith on the inside, but if your mouth doesn't agree with your heart, what you are doing is you are resisting the faith of God inside of you. So she kept on saying, you know Joshua 1.8, he says, Joshua comes up and he gives us this key. Now, I want you to notice this. If you're thinking now, again, if you go back to and you join Isaiah 26 verse 3 about meditation, you go back to Joshua and you can see how they link up. And Joshua says, you need to meditate on God's word day and night, and then you will be prosperous or you will have success. The Bible doesn't call it a one-off. The Bible says there needs to be a constant speaking of the Word of God. A constant speaking, constant, constant. That means every time that you have a free moment, you're declaring the word, you're declaring the word. You get up in the morning and you declare the word, you declare the word. God says this, if you want to have a breakthrough, you're going to have to stop talking about the problem and start talking about the word. You've got to stop talking about the problem and start, start talking about the word. So she kept on meditating. This was not a one-off event. Verse 29, as soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it, for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. I want you to notice this. Just, just work on this word immediately. The reason the immediately happened is because of the meditation on the Word of God. It is because of the action of the Word of God. It is that because when you stand and declare God's Word, things automatically will start to change. Now watch this. Verse 30. Jesus, so verse 29. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it. For she could feel in her body instantly being healed of disease. Verse 30. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him. For the power, for he felt power that always surged around him and passed through him for someone to be healed. And he turned around to the crowd saying, Who touched my clothes? I want you to notice something here. Jesus didn't feel the touch of this woman's hand on his outer garments. But what Jesus felt, what, see, watch this. 
She felt healing. Jesus felt power. The Bible says this, is that when she touched him, she felt healing. When she touched Jesus, Jesus felt the power of healing going out of him. So there was this divine connection. When faith touches Jesus, something, there's an automatic transaction that happens. See, the transaction isn't in the physical touch. The transaction is what happened before. That she is here by faith. She touched him. And she moved into it. And here's something that's interesting. That Jesus didn't say, hey, woman... I'm going to heal you. Jesus, it was, she reached into him and pulled the faith. Jesus didn't go, I think I'm going to give you something. She took it. And this is your key. Write this down. She released the healing power of God for healing. She didn't ask permission. Permission was given with the word that she heard. She didn't ask permission to touch Jesus. Now, write this down, solidify it in your heart. Permission was given when the word that she heard. So the permission was given with the word that she heard. So within the word that she heard, there was permission. Go ahead, take it. See, so many times we, we grapple with this, is it God's word? We're reading God's word and we are not too sure. But the key is this is that in the Word is the permission. Listen to me carefully. The Word of God is your permission. You don't need to say, Jesus, will you? Will you? God, will you heal me? God, will you provide? The permission is already given. And then you have a just looking ahead. I'm just looking at our time. And Jesus said this in verse 34. Then he said this to her, Daughter, because you dared to believe your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. I want you to notice this. For 12 years, no one could help her. Her finance couldn't help her. Her doctors couldn't help her. Her friends couldn't help her. But faith did. Do you realize that you could have been let down by so many people by so much, so what, whatever institution you might be involved with. But faith does not fail. Faith in God does not fail. Now, as we're going to start to pray, I'm just let me read, going back to the verse we started with. Perfect, absolute peace surrounds or watches over those whose imaginations are consumed with you. They are confidently trusting. Now I want you to watch this. Here's, here's some gems that you can uh, uh, meditate over. Write them down. This is this. The word of God lifted her up. It's 12 years of constant disappointment, discouragement, Constant isolation. So what we find, the Word of God lifted her. It lifted her faith. It lifted her heart. It lifted her. So what you find is when you, when you give yourself over to God, as we find in 26.3 of Isaiah, 
He says, the word of God lifted us. So the word of God is going to lift you. The word of God produced what her efforts couldn't do. The word of God produced what her self-efforts and other people's efforts couldn't do. So what others can't, faith can. Now watch this. This is powerful, right? That we talked about, we use that word surrounds her or watches over her. It protected her till her miracle was manifested. Now just watch this. Just watch carefully. She had to leave her confound, but the ruling was that if she is found in public, she could be stoned. So she needs protection to touch to Jesus. So here she is, when she heard the word of God, God gave her protection till the miracle manifested. So here she is, she is known by the crowd, and she's pushing through the crowd, and guess what? God is protecting her until the miracle manifest. So I've got good news for you. God is protecting you till the miracle happens. You're not going to fall out. You're not going to go down. You're not going to drown. You're not going to burn up. You're not going to fail out. But God's word says this, is when I throw my heart over the line with God, when I accept God's word as the final authority, God's word will protect me. It protected her till her miracle was manifested. She meditated on a new vision for her health. She saw herself healed. When she heard the word of God, there was a brand new image that was inside of her. See, she was no longer meditating on the flow of blood. She was no longer meditating, I've run out of funds. She's no longer meditating, there are no medical professionals that can help me anymore. She started to see the end product that faith gave her. See, faith will give you a vision, and your meditation, your imagination paints a picture of your new reality. It, it, it reframes who you are, what you believe. Watch, and the last one here. It gave her confidence to go ahead in public and face all her fears. The Word of God gave her confidence. So watch this. The Word of God lifted her. The Word of God produced what others couldn't do for her. The Word of God protected her till the miracle was manifested. She meditated on a new vision of her faith. She saw herself healed. And the Word gave her confidence to go ahead in public and face all her fears. Right now, it's time for you to leave the house of bondage. Right now, I believe that there's an anointing here. There's an anointing in this room right here now for your breakthrough. And the Bible says your breakthrough doesn't start with words of others, but it starts off with the Word of God. What has the Word of God said? What has the Word of God said? And the Word of God says, by His stripes you are healed. The Word of God says that He became poor so that you could be rich. The Word of God says that He became the suffering servant so that you can be the joyful surgeon. The Word of God says that, that He took all of your sin so that you could be made righteous. So right now, I, I, I need you to meditate on this. Listen to this. Send it over to somebody that needs it.
But what we need to do is we need to become the people of the Word. So to break, to break a long-term habit, a long-term breakage of a relationship, it starts with the Word of God. Receive His revelation. Don't meditate on contaminated words. Only meditate on God's Word. And I